Support for Great Minds is provided by The Wine Store, located at 1200 Central Avenue in Naples. The Wine Store offers a unique selection of wines from small production, artisan, and family-owned wineries. Their in-store wine education center hosts classes for the novice and connoisseur alike. Details are at thewinestorenaples.com. Hi, and welcome to Great Minds, a wine-centric podcast where two wine-loving friends take a look beyond what is in the glass. We dig a little deeper. We look at the stories behind the wine, the people behind it, the culture, and a little bit of history as well. I'm Gina Birch. And I'm Julie Glenn. There's a lot going on in the world right mm. now as far as news. So sometimes it feels like, why am I sitting here talking about wine? But it is one of those things yeah. where you can find comfort. However, it's impossible to not talk about Australia right now. Right. Those wildfires are so devastating the pictures the koalas that just tears oh my out gosh my heart. i can't and then the fleeing kangaroos Ugh. and the things yes so when we're re- well we're recording this because we know when you listen to this it could be any time and and with these fires things change rapidly uh this is the 7th of january when we're uh, in the studio doing this and just minutes ago a brush fire emergency warning was issued for an out-of-control fire burning at emu flat in the clare valley oh that, as any wine person knows, is wine country. Mm-hmm. Uh, wine Australia released an update on the cost of all of this to the wine industry. That's going to take a while to figure that out. It's mm-hmm. going to take them years to recover. According to an initial initial uh, analysis, a maximum of 1,500 hectares of vineyards lie within the fire-affected regions. The trade group said that that amounts to about 1% of Australia's total vineyard area, Although that it added that the toll on individuals can't be underestimated and exactly. should not be downplayed. Right, but right. The, the vineyards actually, um, only 1% so far have been impacted by this. But then you have the entire industry, the people who have houses that work in the wine industry, all of that. Just like we saw in California, you mm-hmm. know, last year. I did reach out to a couple of my winemaking friends and uh, I have not heard back from any of them in, in Australia. Uh, not that they're going to take time to respond to me when they're trying to take care of their lives and their business. But yeah. uh, hopefully we'll get... Uh, something back soon and, and yeah. we can continue to send them our thoughts and prayers and buy some Australian wine and to support the industry. And knowing these Australian winemakers, they'll be here soon selling wine that they already have over here in the States. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably be seeing them face to face. A third of the vineyards in Adelaide Hills, it's the one of the worst affected wine growing regions, has been damaged by the fire. So wow. Adelaide Hills is uh, the one that's been hit uh, pretty hard. They do some good wines from there, too. They, they're, they're good wines from all over I know. Australia. Yeah. So that said, we need to talk about the fact that Australia's got some good wines. Yes. So you brought in some Australian wines. When, when we were talking about this podcast, we were, our kind of theme was, let's do some new wines for the new year. Mm-hmm. Forget dry January. We're going to try January. Try something new. Get yes. out of your rut. Mm-hmm. Quit getting the same old thing. Exactly. Same old grape, same old producer. It always tastes the same. Yeah, it's okay if you have your favorites. We all do. You know, I've got my favorite stu- shoes. Sometimes they stink, but I'm going to still put them on. <laughs> you know, favorite shoes. <laughs> they do get funky. They after feel a while. comfy, and I just love them. Yeah. So, but but then I, there's some really pretty ones sitting over there on the shelves that I really want to put on. And even if they hurt a little bit, that that's just on another that's the whole rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. But the, none of these are going to hurt. These are all going to be great. We we you picked up a bunch from Australia. I brought in a, a new brand. Or it was a new label for me mm-hmm. um, from Santa Clara in California, and we're going to. Talk We're going to try yeah. for try January. Mm-hmm. So I brought in just a couple of whites from Australia. Mm-hmm. And the reason I did that is because people usually think Australia, Shiraz. Shiraz. 
Always red. Even yeah. cab sometimes, but always the Shiraz. And so everybody goes for that and thinks only of white uh, red wines. But there are a lot of really good white wines. Mm-hmm. Usually people go Chardonnay first, but mm-hmm. there are some unusual, uh, not unusual, things you might not expect coming from uh, Australia. And some cooler climate, ironically, grapes that uh, do really well there. Um, so that's we, a great decision then to bring those in. I like that. Yeah. So maybe we can cool things off oh, with a little go. bit of uh, Riesling, right? Mm-hmm. So um, what we have in the glass is a Riesling. It's uh, Clairevale, which is in... The area that we just mentioned is uh, having a hard time and has mm-hmm. uh, a lot of fire damage currently. This is from Cary Hill. It was established in 1998. It's uh, a Clare Valley winery, and it excels at handling the region's iconic varieties such as Riesling. Mm. Mm-hmm. A dry Riesling, we might add. Yeah. Let's discuss dry Riesling versus what people usually think of with, like, Liebfermilch. Uh, yeah. You I mean, and there's, yes. <laughs> and there's, like, a place for everything at the table. And if you and if you like sweet stuff, then you just drink it all day long. You can have it. Go for I'm it. I'm going to stick with the, with the dry. That's my palate. And not that there's anything wrong. I, I know people are like, you judge me because I'm drinking. No, I'm not judging you. That's I, what I hear you that like. all the time. You drink Don't it. Don't judge me. I like Moscato. I like Moscato yeah. sometimes, too. Go for it. You know, not every day, but, you know. Hey. More for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have it all. So this is 2016 that we're trying right now. So it's a co-op that started in 1930. Huh. It was the first winemaking family in the Clare Valley. I'm reading the label finally. Okay. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> it forged the spirit in an emerging wine community. Forged the spirit. This smells very minerally to me. That's the spirit I'm getting. I'm getting, yeah, very, yeah, mm-hmm. totes. Yeah, I get that. One hundred percent. Let me. I'm trying to find the alcohol sitch here. Alcohol. It's got it on here somewhere. It has to. It's illegal. If it doesn't. It's a small print on the side in the front there. Oh, twelve percent. There it is. Twelve point one percent alcohol. Mm-hmm. That's one of the joys of Riesling. It's a little bit lower alcohol than uh, the most. What do you think? You like it? I like it. Yeah. This is definitely um, definitely be good with food. Uh, I can sip on it now, but I would like some. I don't know, some cheese and fruit plate maybe? Yeah. I would like something spicy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what would be good with this? What? Is, you know, the p- peanut sauces? Mm-hmm. You know, like peanut sauce, mm-hmm. like a Thai crunch salad from California Pizza Kitchen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know those kind Try of... Try to be more specific, will you? Let me just get real specific. But you know those spicy peanut kind of flavors with this? Yeah, I see that. I usually want a little more sweetness, uh, a little more fruit with my spicy stuff, but I could do this easily with that. Okay. Yeah, this it's got great acidity though. Yeah, you're right. The acidity is here. It's nice. It's a it's a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. Very nice surprise. Thank you for surprising me and trying something new. Yeah. New and th- and that's something definitely mm. new worth trying uh, mm-hmm. for uh, us in Try January. We're um, taking photos of all these labels once again, and we'll put them on, on our website. This is a pretty label, too. It is. It's really pretty. It's got a bunch of little flowers on it and a big white K stamped in the middle. Okay, here, I'm going to open one. All these are screw top, too. The ease and convenience. <laughs> um, so, a little quick history. Um, they've been making wine down in Australia since 1788. Okay. Governor Arthur Phillip brought vines with him on the first fleet. And numerous vineyards were established in the area that is now Sydney. By the 1890s, Hunter Valley, Barossa Valley, and Yarra Valley had started producing wine. 1890s. Wow, okay. So, it's been around. It has been. I mean, been. that's some history. I was, was it, were we talking to somebody from Australia and they said that they really thought they should be considered more of a, 
old world wine, even though they're considered new world. Wasn't it Australia? We were talking to a winemaker because it dates back so far. I might be confusing that with another, but it's a, um, they, they yeah. said we, we should really be old world. Like, no, you're new world. You're still new world. They're still totally new yeah. world. <laughs> Maybe South Africa had made that kind of a claim. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'd totally say it's new world. So the next one you brought in is a Simeon. And Simeon. when I think of Simeon I, in Australia, I think of it being blended with Sauvignon Blanc in the Margaret River area mm-hmm. because I, they do that so often. They just put a little bit in there. The Sauvignon Blanc, it rounds it out, takes off some of that, um, some of the uh, tart and the uh, uh, acid. And mm-hmm. uh, so this is 100%, huh? Uh, something that people don't generally think about. So they'd be trying something new. Yeah, definitely not on its own. You know, like I, what I think of it, I think of it as it's a, always a blended blender. with something. Not, um, not. And this this one that you brought in, I'm reading the the spec sheet. Ninety points. I'm not sure who gave it ninety points, but it's someone likes it a lot to to rank it pretty high. Well, that was my spectator. I okay. think. Ooh, that's got some. Boy, that's almost a citrus on the finish. top of your tongue. Yeah, and the finish it's citrusy and almost like um um like a, a zest. Yeah, like a lemon, a lemon zest. zest. But on the mid palate and later, it's much more chill, mm-hmm. you know. But it starts out like on the tip, yeah, like pretty Slightly. tight, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know what I mean, like kind of uh, almost like it could be verging on sparkling, but it's mm-hmm. not. Hmm, I can cool. see that down Tiny. the middle. It's like papaya almost, but not as it's creamy. very tropical, tropical and acidic. Yeah. So this could be a good, um, uh, what do I want to say, substitute for Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. Uh, if yeah, you really wanted would. this one. If, if the uh, Sauvignon Blancs generally have too much acid or, um, or, or too whatever. Too much grapefruit. Too much grapefruit. This one, I think if you like Sauvignon Blanc, if you like the good parts about it, but the, some of it's over the top, yeah. this Sauvignon would be a nice one for you. Yeah, I think so, too. I think I agree because I really don't like grapefruit. But this I could totally put with a scallop. Right. And now tasting it on its own, I can see why it's put in. I don't always like Sauvignon Blancs that have Simeon in them. Some of them don't do it for me. Oh, but no, it's kind of like why. Yeah. It's like adding salt to salt mm-hmm. to me. I mean, with if this is characteristic of Simeon with that citrus. Yeah. But I've seen Simeon Chardonnay blends. And I can see how this could add totally. a, a little bit of, you know. Brighten it up. Mm-hmm. And, if, um, if you got a, a, mm-hmm. a big butterball, this could nice. make it a little bit. Would you call me? <laughs> Are you <laughs> calling me a butterball? A big butterball. Turkey. I mean, I know we ate a lot over Christmas, but for real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that said, though, as we uh, disembark from Australia, try something new this year. Try some mm-hmm. Australian whites. They're really quite good. I love that you brought these in. Thank you. That's yeah. A, that was it, a good call. Because sometimes it's, it's, you know, Australia is always the big, huge, high alcohol reds. But there are some uh, very tasty whites to be mm-hmm. had as well. And there's some good Viognets, too. Ooh, I almost brought a Viognet in. I did, but then I looked closer, and it's from um, New, Zealand, New Zealand. So we're going to save that for well, another that would day. Be a, I don't know that I've had a Viognet from New Zealand. No, I'm so. sorry. No, I'm sorry. I got Gewurz demeanor. Oh, Gewurz. Okay. Gewurz demeanor. Oh, I love saying that. So what I brought in Ooh. was a wine called Alera, and it's an Albarino. Mm. I, you know, being in Florida, um, there's certain whites that I just find are so appealing and and perfect for our hot weather and um, our cuisine. And Albarino is one of them, which you typically they, I, they do plant some in California, but when I think of Albarino, you think of Spain, right? Yeah, totally. So uh, this one is a very small production. Um, 
And the thing that drew me to this was the labels. And I know we don't buy wine by labels, but let's be honest, they do affect us. I think and like 80% of Americans do. I know, right? And they all have fashion, these beautiful designer gowns and these cool-looking tall women with legs that are Like a fashion crazy. sketch. It is. So the um, the the winemaker or the owner uh, has obviously a background in fashion, and she tapped into her some of her fashion friends. Mm-hmm. Um, she also, her husband makes the Jason Stevens wine, which mm-hmm. we've tried here on, on our podcast a couple of times, mm-hmm. uh, or at least once, I remember. I remember once. Um, Janu Goltz. Janu Goltz. I, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Janu, if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, but um, she was also a weather girl on K-Ron in San Francisco for a oh, while. Really? Yeah, so she's got quite a, an interesting history and TV background. background mm-hmm. going into wine? Uh, yeah, fashion, I can understand media, <laughs> and now winemaker <laughs> or wine. So she only makes 1,200 cases where her husband Jason makes 12,000 cases, and I guess they have a little competition with their Grenache Blanc. Which I would I, love to try a Grenache I have I to admit, it. I had a bottle of that. And it has this beautiful pink dress on the label, this woman. It's just such a pretty sketch. And I had a couple sips, and I don't know what happened. It all went away. It was all gone. Uh, when, uh, you know, two hours later, I turned around, and there was none left. So There must I, have been a hole in the bottle. I do apologize for not saving that for That's you. That's okay. And I did try the um, the Grenache, that the regular good. Grenache over the holidays. Oh, it was really beautiful. That's a Super pretty. Super nice. I love the label. And the label's so amazing. Um, so again, this is Alara, and I think it has, it means in, um, let me look this up, the ruler of all in German, and in Turkish it translates to, she who brings color and power to your soul. Well, Turkish sounds a little bit nicer. I love that name. Turkish. Who would be a ruler of all. Yeah, you know. exactly. So this Albarino, it's um, from Mission Ranch Vineyards in Arroyo Seco. It's 100%. Um, you were asking uh, about alcohol. It's 13.6. It retails for about $31, and they only made 58 cases. Yeah, that's, that's not a lot. It's no. a very small amount. So you're going to have to call the, the winery to get some you know, of this shit. It's great if you call them and they're like, yeah, they're six-pack cases. Really? Oh, darn. <laughs> <That's> even less. <laughs> so this is a winery direct kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, yes. It smells I so good. I know, right? What, I don't think, what, what grape are we talking about here? Albarino. Albarino. Gosh. Welcome to three seconds mm. ago, Julie. Thanks for remembering <laughs> that. Wow, that mm. smells great, doesn't it? Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think these these, when you make these small batch wines, you're really able to... Uh, well, when the winemakers are able to, in general, give it a lot of attention and just like it just matches to me the label, all the attention of the, mm-hmm. the, the fashion and how pretty it is on the label. It's just as pretty in the totally glass. passion project. Oh. This is not something that somebody's going to try to get rich on. No. And, yeah. and, you know, that's what that's I like kind of like those finding are the those wines gems. that we dorks like, mm-hmm. you know, try to find those small production guys. I know that. It's easy to get in a rut because it's always available. It always tastes the same when you have that one brand, that one grape that, that you you're know. going to get on the grocery store shelf. Yeah, and and there's nothing like, wrong with that again. <laughs> not that there's I've anything wrong with that. Um, but, you know, uh, and I've done the same. But it's uh, it's good to get out of your comfort zone. Try something new. Try a different grape. Try a different region, um, different blend, or mm-hmm. a grape from a different region than what it's usually from, Albarino. Mm-hmm. You don't usually think about that coming out of California. No. But when they do, I've never not liked them. I agree. I've never been like, ew, this should stay in Spain. This, <laughs> Go you? back to where you came from, grape. Yeah, grape. No, I mean, I think, I think this is immigration <laughs> controversy about grapes. Awesome. To me, this is well-balanced. Again, it's another nice acidic white. It's not uh, astringent. It's not overdone in any way. 
it's um it's just it's lovely and i think i was asked um to participate in the zest podcast which is out of in tampa, tampa wusf yeah. And one of the things that they were asking uh, a bunch of food and wine people around Southwest and South Florida, Central Florida, to comment on what they're looking for in the new year. And the person before me said natural wines. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to try, and they're looking at looking at uh, the difference that's going to make in in the country or in um, you know for wine drinkers. Yeah, I said I'm looking for regions that we don't uh, and wines from places that we don't normally. Assigned to that grape, just like what you did. So you just, you just, you were in my brain, weren't you? You That's, brought these different grapes from Australia, and this uh, is why we're great minds. Thanks. Oh, mm-hmm. well, that's so sweet. Because we talked about um, dry January, which is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had like, I mean, I just tried these wines, but I've had like dry 2019. Mm, yeah, um, and it's great. It's not difficult. It's fun. It's cool. But then you, you can still try stuff. But always try new stuff. You just cut back. You don't have to go dry because then you're then you're hurting the your small business people by not yeah. supporting them. We're going to talk about that. I'm not going to guilt you into No, no. I still go out and yeah. buy wine. My husband drinks yeah. well. Um, and I have to have it around because right. I can't well, cook without it. Not you, but everyone else listening. I know you still <laughs> drink or, or purchase. I do buy it because and then I have a great little collection. Man, when I'm all better, it's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, the uh, with the trying something new, I think is is really critical to help, especially Australia and rediscover Australia. Because mm-hmm. if big, huge red Shiraz is not your deal, there's a lot more to pick from there. And also these Ries- this Riesling and um, this uh, one that you brought the um, Alara Al- Albarino. Yeah, the Albarino. These are so fragrant, so aromatic, and they smell like they're going to have more of a fruity flavor. And this is also from a region in California, from an AVA that a lot of people aren't really familiar with. It's the Santa Clara Valley AVA. Yeah, a lot of people that's don't know that. Yeah, so that's another reason it fits into the try something new and something that's mm-hmm. you don't suspect or you don't go out and seek any things. Most people don't from Santa Clara Valley. but In this area, everybody's looking at Chardonnay. Yeah, but, uh, but by this indication, there's some really amazing things going on in that area. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's an AVA now, but... Um, that, that we should get out of our comfort zones and try. Mm-hmm. Try the new stuff. And then also try to sucker other people who will not change into trying new stuff, mm-hmm. too. Because, like, this smells so floral and big. You think that on the palate it's going to be blow you over and big mm. and viscous. It's totally not. So pretty. But it smells like that. And, you know, you smell as a big influence mm-hmm. on what you taste. Mm-hmm. But this does. This is very, um, I don't want to say acidic, but it's, it's linear. It's very, yeah. you know, it's not flabby. It's, and it's It's got more fruit in the middle than the um, other, than the Riesling that we tried, the ones mm-hmm. from uh, Australia. But, of course, we're talking totally different when apples and oranges. Exactly. When we're comparing. Anyway, this is fun. Thank you. Yeah, I love trying new stuff. Um, well, you know, we're we're nerds that way. Yeah, it happens. Uh, Great Minds is produced at WGCU Studios on FGCU campus in Fort Myers, Florida. Our partners for online media are Anna Bejarano and Tara Calligan. Technical production is by Mike Canary. Great Minds theme music for Zante is by Colin Mannon. To get in touch, check greatminds.org or call the Grapeline and ask a wine question that we can address on a future show. That number. 707-200-3632. Thanks for listening. 